quick announcement. Uh, this is our official one-year anniversary. Thank you very much for listening so far. Okay, we're about to take uh, a short break. We're going to take one month off, and we're going to relaunch with a massive, massive month of podcasts in July 1st, starting with Seven Habits of Highly Affected People, my favorite book ever. Yep. Additional to that, we're doing Lean Startup, Mm. The Power of Now, Mm. and Thinking Grow Rich, so Mm. some uh, juggernauts. July is going to be a massive month, so we're going to thank you very much for listening. Thank you for reviewing. We'll miss you. We'll be back on July 1st. Yep, that's it. Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. My name is Adam Jones. (laughs) Mate, well, this is one year. One year, yep. Mate, one year anniversary of What You Will Learn. So thanks for sticking with us. Uh... We are taking a short break, so we'll be back on July 1st with a mega, mega month. Yeah. Um, Going to go all we, We'll talk about that later? Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that later. Uh, it's a celebration here. It's a party for two. Yeah. Um, we've been watching some footy, having some Johnny Walker Blue Label, and we're going to do some karaoke later. Yeah, we're getting half whacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got... Uh, our best lessons from the best books that we've done in the second half of season one. So we did the best of 2016, covering the first half. So we're going to cover the second half now. But mate, first of all, uh, should I tell everyone why I read books? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so we obviously, was, like when, before we started, we started the podcast with no special intent. It was just we mm. both loved reading books. Yeah, really. yeah. That's and it. we. That's how we started the podcast. Yeah, we. We actually both read a lot and then we just cash up for a coffee or a meal and then just like just talk about what we learned from the book and they thought, fuck it, why not? Let's just like see, mm. let's do a podcast and see what happens. Mm. So yeah. That's it. I'd say it was probably two years ago I started reading. I was going down the traditional path to society granted success, worked pretty hard in school, got good grades. Went to uni, was, I guess, on the on the track to success. I got an internship and a, a fancy graduate position at a fancy big corporate bank. And But, uh, mate, it wasn't what I was enjoying doing, that's for sure. And it was, you know, I started reading a few books, whether it was a four-hour work week or Crush It or Seven Habits of Highly Effective People that really opened my eyes to a completely different way of thinking. Mm. Um, and so that's where I develop my love of books and that's where now we're reading a lot of books and talking about them yeah man it can Mate, tell us your story yours is a lot better story than <laughs> well it yeah it's obviously had a huge impact on on me i remember like it's probably only three years ago i used to be pack a day smoker big boot like a lot on the booze recreational drugs and all that but what i used to do is when i used to get really you know get drunk and i used to party pretty hard I'd be at a party and a lot of people would do like an Adam chant where they just go, Adam, 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 Adam. <laughs> and then it hit critical mass and I'd have to take all my clothes off. I wouldn't have to. <laughs> but by choice, I'd, all my clothes would come off and I'd end up doing the mangina, and then, which involves like tucking it between your legs and you're, uh, you're a man, but you got a, the mangina. Anyway, so I got locked up a few times <laughs> for doing that. So I was... I was I was a quite loose party animal, to be honest. Which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all, but I 
kind of books kind of did something different for me. It kind of centered me and, and taught me um, kind of how to develop yourself and how to improve mm. and, and how to go for goals and try and achieve them. Mate, when was your last mangina? <laughs> Mate, it wasn't that long ago. Actually. <laughs> but in a different way. Like, So yeah, the first book I read that really changed my life was Alan Carr, The Easy Way to Stop Smoking. So before that, I was a pack-a-day smoker, 30 ciggies a day. And this was... So before reading this book, I previously thought it was impossible to quit smoking or anything like that. And I read this book and it literally... After reading it, it made quitting so fucking easy. It was yeah. unbelievable. So, no. after the first day of, after finishing it, I quit really easily. And that's when I first realized that, like, one book for $30 or whatever mm. and six hours reading can really change mm. the direction of your life. And then after reading that book, I gave it to my mom, my mom's boyfriend, a few of my mates and all that, and they all quit smoking. So, you know, nice. indirectly, I was able to influence their lives through the book as well, which was huge. Mate, that's awesome. That's the power of a book. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Um, mate, should we get into the best? Should we go honourable mentions, then top five, or top five, then honourable mentions? We'll go honourables. Honourables first. Well, so going through from the... As we said, if you want to hear the best of the first half, that we did the best of 2016 episode, but the first one of our, of this half of the season was the game. And for me, it was just all about getting out there, approaching girls. You know, it's um, it's not natural, but it's a skill that you can develop and, and learn and improve upon. Yeah, that's true. Don't be a, a they call it an average frustrated chump. So if you're yeah. walking in the bar and just being average <laughs> yeah. fucking frustrated loser, <laughs> yeah. you're getting nowhere, are you? Yeah, correct. Um, uh, and we'll do a different sort of book for picking up chicks in season two. Yeah, probably yeah. Be a bit better. <laughs> but um, yeah, another one was choose yourself. Mm. So, James Altucher, choose yourself. Yeah, middle class is dying and, mm. you know, in, in the future economy, entrepreneurship is probably the, the best way of doing things and no one else is going to do it for you. So, if yeah. you want something, you got to kind of be proactive and just go out there and go get it yourself. Yeah, I liked in the, that book, he said that, you know, everyone talks about being stuck in the corporate prison, um, myself included, but he said that the prison door, it's shut, but it's not locked. He said, mm. if you want to walk out, you can walk out, just choose yourself. No one else is going to choose you, so get out there and start doing shit for yourself. Yeah. Uh, another one I really liked was Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. Mm. So, man, self-esteem's huge. If you if you can cultivate it and grow it, you can really take on bigger and bigger goals. If you don't have self-esteem, obviously your goals and your aims aren't going to be so high. So mm. the book kind of talks about uh, the six pillars, which are living consciously, self-acceptance, responsibility, self-assertiveness, which is probably the biggest takeaway, living purposefully and personal integrity. Nice. That was, that was a good one. And as part of Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, and it was also in 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do, was um, having your own definition of success. So there's sort of society's definition of success, and there's a whole bunch of things that could be success, whether that's lots, lots of money, a fancy title, a tight-knit family, a lot of free time, whatever it is, find your definition of success and work towards that. Don't be jealous if someone's making a million dollars but you're not aiming to go for that million dollars if yeah. that makes sense yeah bang on uh, mini habits was another really cool mm. one we, we also interviewed Stephen fuck <laughs> I get his name wrong Goss. Stephen Goss <laughs> but yeah it's just a, a technique of installing habits in your life and I think it's really underrated the importance of habits because habits are pretty much everything mm. mate it's just do something that's so ridiculously small that you can't not do like one push up 
yeah. or stretch one leg or whatever it is, um, write 50 words a day. Something so ridiculously small that you can't say, I didn't have time to do that. Yeah, and then you just build and on build that. You just there. build on your self-efficacy and then, yeah. Yeah, I love it. And uh, Man Search for Meaning it was a dark book and we struggled a little bit with it, I think. <laughs> but, but just all about, you know, in the grand scheme of things, our life right now is pretty bloody good. And, you know, as long as we've got meaning, something to pursue in life, we're going to be all right. Yeah. I don't have the quote here exactly, but it's like something to do with uh, you, choose you, you, you choose your own meaning or mm. something. You have to go search for your own meaning. Yeah, for sure. Kind of bullshit that. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, Primal body, is that in your top five, Primal body? No. No. So Primal body, Primal oh, yes. line. Oh, it is? Yes, it is. Oh, sorry, we'll get to that. Did you have Untethered? <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. Primal so body, what's... Yeah. No, no, Untethered would be my five. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so problem body, problem mind is just saying carbs are bad. <laughs> carbs are bad. Don't, <laughs> don't eat carbs. Don't eat gluten. Don't eat grains. <laughs> Fats aren't that bad. Fats are good. Fats are fucking good. Protein's good. Meat's good. <laughs> and just paleo, eat how you like. <laughs> That's it. Mate, we'll probably do to read a few other health books as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Because we're probably biased for paleo at the moment. <laughs> we need to get a bit of perspective. I think. Mate, just after we ate, a, we just violated every health <laughs> every health book by that fucking burger you just ordered. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't even get my mouth around it. It was mate, fucking massive. And mate, I don't think these, um, these drinks are helping either. No. Uh, top five? Good. Should we get into top five? Yeah, man. Totally. Uh, <laughs> Should we get into a bit of the interviews? Yeah, <laughs> so we also did a bunch of interviews. How many did you do? Probably eight to ten interviews yeah. with authors. Uh, mate, there's some funny stuff, I reckon. Like, we, I don't know, it was, it's, it's been really good to do it. At the start, we were probably pretty average. Yeah, we were learning. Mate, yeah. we're still probably pretty average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we but we've been learning a lot. Mate, I liked how in Timber Hawkeye, the author of Buddhist Boot Camp, he said that, um, you know, the, the day that he sort of realized what he was doing was futile was he went to like a, a morning tea where one of his colleagues was celebrating a 30-year anniversary of working. And he's like, why is like 30 years going to a cubicle into a box and just working away a, a cause for celebration? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, Timber was one of the most impressive guys. Just because it was one of our earlier interviews and he was mm. so easy to interview and yeah. such a fucking legend. Mate, Boy. we had Dr. Rick Brinkman. Um, he's actually got a, a, a new book out at the moment. Uh, but he was a crazy guy and he had some... Um, he had awesome stuff and made his cats were meowing during the interview. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Janine Alice was a, a funny one, man. Like, Mate, you are. Yeah. You are. She's, Mate, so she's, she's a big dog. She's a big dog, man. You know, $2 billion in sales with Boost Juice and she's on Shark Tank Australia. Yeah. Um, and the interview was going well until I, she said, oh, I just learned to teach yoga. I'm looking for yoga students. And I was like, oh. We just live down the road. We'll come and do yoga with you. She didn't respond. She didn't respond. It was like, that was the end of the interview. It was like a five second, five second silence. Okay, see you guys. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And a similar one for me was like Scott Tate. So, man, absolute legend of a dude. Great, great book. The barefoot investor. Barefoot investor. Great guy. But, um, yeah, there's one part of the book about. About hand lotion, about some Scott guy buying hand lotion or something. Yeah, this big spreadsheet and everything. And yeah, and then he kind of just went dead silent as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm trying to make this gag and then just nothing happened. Mate, the jokes. There's nothing worse than interviewing someone oh, and your fuck. joke just falls like a lead balloon. Um, mate, yeah, Stephen right. Guys, you mentioned, he had this joke in the book and it, it was something about if you repeat it, you don't forget it and your subconscious mind remembers 
Remember and he said it. something that's the a, a joke about the brain. I didn't get it when we read the book, and then we asked him to explain it. And he <laughs> he didn't get it either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I did not get that guy. No I one still gets get it. it. <laughs> Mate, what about Nora? Primal body, primal mind. Mate, that was <laughs> that was a good inch. She was so fucking smart. It's unbelievable. Man, she knows her stuff. She knows her stuff. We didn't really. See that. <laughs> we didn't really get any mention in that. It was, it was probably an hour into it. Was a monologue. <laughs> how many? How many questions did we ask in one hour? Oh, Three or four. But it's good. But yeah, it's been. Um, Pamela Slim, mate. She had a candle. We had a candle set up in your room, and not like a vanilla jasmine candle or something. Yeah, she loved that. Got the serenity. Um, Patty Sanchez. She loved the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But yeah, mate. Top five. Top five books. Yeah, man. So we'll get into the top five. So, um, yeah, what's your number five? My number four, uh, five was the Untethered Soul. So it's Mate, basically it was a different book. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of it went over my head, but a little bit of it <laughs> kind of stuck. It's just mm. basically, and it's huge. I really think mm. it's big if you if you get it. Yeah, and she's like coming friends with the person living inside your head, mm. like that your mind that is always running and running and running. And beginning to understand it and becoming friends with it. So in the book, it's like, shoot, I can't even remember her name. What's her name? And you know, and your mind runs on this endless script, and mm. you just becoming friends with it. And yeah, yeah, you're always talking to yourself in your mind, and as long as you can recognise that's sort of a separate part. And the other part of the book, which I really liked, was it had the example of like when you're watching. TV you absorb like visually and auditorily mm. and it, it makes a comparison like in life it's not just visual and auditory but it's every one of your senses touch mm. smell or whatever so in your life you're always caught up in this in this big story and then you and then you end up living kind of an unconscious life it kind of mm. kind of shows yeah I love still that. a little bit over my head but yeah I forget what we were untethering from, but I remember it was a it was a good book, and yeah. I remember at the end of that episode, I was in a fucking zen state. You were, <laughs> um, mate. That one didn't make my top five. But my number five was the Barefoot Investor, uh, which is absolutely massive in Australia. Uh, it's actually still number one in Australia, and it's now seven months since he launched it. So it's um, it's he's really... done bloody well. Yeah, and mate, I reckon we're lucky to get him. He hasn't done many interviews, so. Yeah, I think we did well, but uh, just his uh, serviette strategy, the buckets, and the way you break up your income is phenomenal. Just Google barefoot investor serviette or buckets or something, and you'll find it sick. Yeah, love that. Really down to earth guy. Very easy yeah. to connect with for anyone. Mate, I'll give my number four was the Buddhist boot camp. Uh, again, a very a, a different sort of thing, and it was sort of like so. Timber Hawkeye, he was a lawyer working in the corporate world, and then he just realized that he was doing life all wrong, addicted to possessions, and he realized he just sold all his shit, moved to Hawaii, he started doing stuff. He worked a, you know, a few hours a week, enough to pay for food and stuff, and then he just, his free time was filled with volleyball and hikes and waterfalls and all the all the cool shit. Um, and Timber was an awesome dude we got to interview. I love that book. Yeah. And he's just launched his own, own podcast. Yes. So literally, as we record, I think his podcast launched like literally a couple of days ago. Um, have a listen to the Buddhist boot camp. Yeah, really interesting dude and lots to learn from him. Yeah. My number four man was Thinking Fast and Slow, which yeah. is... I'll give it away. That, that was my number two, Thinking Fast and Slow. Yeah. So we'll get into it now, but there's three parts of the book I really liked. First is the halo effect. Mm. 
Colours so my favourite, yeah. If someone thinks you're good at something, it permeates to everything else you do. It's sort of like if you think, you know, uh, he talked about baseball pitchers. If you see a good-looking baseball pitcher, then you just assume they're good at throwing balls. Or it's like if you see someone who's really good at public speaking, yep. then you just apply that one small aspect and assume they're good at everything that they do. Man, I think that's the biggest one out of all of them. The Halo Definitely. Effect, public yeah. speaker. Public oh, yeah. A public speaker, yeah. is, they can be shit at everything they do. Yeah. But if they can speak well in public yeah. <laughs> in front of an audience, then you just immediately think they're effective. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guess the gist of thinking fast and slow was saying he called it system one and system two. You got the, the fast thinking, just instinctual, effortless making assumptions, and then the system two where it's the actually really thinking about it. And so a lot of our life is guided by system one. Mate, another good part of the book for me was the rare events and the mm. availability cascade. Mm. So it's the idea if something's shown in the media or if it gets any public interest and if interest goes up and it occupies your brain, then you think it is much mm. more common or relevant than it really is. So the more so, time it occupies in your brain, like in the media or whatever, the more importance you give it. Mm. And it, and that's a great example for things, <clears throat> for some things like in the media, like terrorism and things yeah. like that, which really the real risk of something like that affecting your life is pretty much yeah. zero. But in terms of how much it occupies your brain, yeah. it outweighs the real risk of it. Because the media takes one incident, and yes, it's horrific in that isolated case, but the media blows it up so big and it takes up three days' worth of news that you just like terrorism's everywhere. Yeah, and on the other side of the scale, the real thing that's <clears throat> probably the biggest risk in your life is something like coronary heart disease, mm. which is like one of the biggest killers, and, and it's Not very actionable. Mm. It's like the most actionable thing you can do is like get fit and eat mm. healthier, but you don't. We worry about the terrorists, so yeah. they <laughs> fucking just blow our shit up. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Mate, do you have anything else from... Um, oh, regression to the main? Yeah. As well? Yeah, give us that. So he claims that like this praise um, doesn't work. So mm. it was the example like some army boss in the media, or sorry, some army general or whatever used to get angry at his employees when they did a bad maneuver and then they yep. did better the next time. Yeah. And when they did really good, he gave them praise and then, and then they went and then they did worse. But really, they're just like regressing... Yeah. to the mean. So it's just like a statistical thing that our brain doesn't really apply straight away. We mm. we kind of attribute... Yeah. Know. It's saying that if you have an outstandingly bad or an outstandingly good performance, the next time you do it is probably going to be regressing to the mean. So if you went really, real, really well one time, you're probably going to do less well the next time. And even though the general thought, oh, when I praise someone, they do worse, but it was nothing to do with the praise or the... Negativity at all. Mate, number three. Mm. What was yours? Mine was stand and deliver. Mm. Mainly just because it's such a... Like we just briefly mentioned it earlier. Like the reason why would be the halo effect. But learning how to be an effective public speaker is something... It's a skill you can use for the rest of your life in any industry and pretty much any area of your life. Oh, phenomenal. Mate, I love that the... um, We've, I've done a couple of public speaking events recently. We've done a few together. And just the, the shift from uh, writing a script to just like preparing a rough outline and practicing it live in person in front of someone else. I think it's what 
you know, a lot of people probably realize, oh, you know, I should practice in front of the mirror, I should practice in front of other people, but no one actually does it. Mm. Mate, there's one day I had a speech coming up and you almost forced me to do it in front of you. And, mate, that fucking changed the whole lot. Yeah, compared to... Compared to just doing... Eight hours of a script. Yeah, it it would have been shit else. So, yeah, practice... If you're ever doing a speech, practice in front of at least one person and you're going to see massive results. Just quickly, the other takeaways, if you tell stories in it, you're going to be in the top 99%. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Top 1%. Top 1%. That was the Johnny Blue talking there. Eyes, so look at your audience in the eyes with every point you make and the magic formula, which you got got fucking done. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, my number three was Dealing with People You Can't Stand by Dr. Rick Brinkman. Yeah. And Dr. Rick Hirshner. But Dr. Rick, uh, we got to interview. He was a crazy cat and had a lot of cats. And he's, he's got some funny video, animated videos with him and his cats. Yeah. But, uh, mate, he had this, which was phenomenal. It's still in my, it's in my top 10 books. And it's just like, he had this one diagram where he brought together two spectrums. So it was sort of, on one side was passive versus aggressive. And then from top to bottom was getting it done versus getting it right. And he brought that all together with 10 different personality types, three different zones, the comfort zone, caution zone, danger zone. And, mate, that one diagram of like a quarter of a page was just like mind-blowing how he brought so much stuff together into that. And we'll give a quick plug. He just released a brand-new book, Dealing with Meetings You Can't Stand. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you check out the YouTube, there's a a little video interview with him. Yeah, interesting cat. Mate. <laughs> so as I said, number two for me was thinking fast and slow. So it was number two for you. A guide to the good life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that was a good song. Mate, there's a few really... There's <laughs> probably like a couple of pages which I took away from it, but it just kind of... Yeah, it was huge for me. Just like kind of um, putting things that are common sense, but just on the forefront of the mind. Number one being the hedonic adaptation treadmill yeah. that we're always on. Yeah, and that's saying that every time you sort of, I guess, either move up in income or buy new fancy shit, every time you get something that's a slight improvement, you want the next level. Yeah, <laughs> you, you always want the next. It. You adapt yeah. to it every time, no matter <laughs> when you get that pay rise or whatever. Yeah. But we think it's we're going to be happier when we yeah. get to that pay rise, but we're not. We're just gonna yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to adapt to it, yeah. and then we're going to be exactly where we were. <laughs> exactly. So a more effective situation. A more effective outlook. So this is very stoic. This book yep. is to just finding ways to appreciate what you've got right now. Mm. And the book, which I haven't really practiced, <laughs> but it's fucking cool. It's like negative visualization mm. as a way of thinking. Like, what is the worst that can happen right now? Just to make sure that you appreciate and have gratitude for the things you have now. Yeah. Because if you don't find a way to have gratitude for what you have now, and then mm. you're always looking for something more, then you'll never really enjoy the present so much yeah nice this book didn't make my top five but it was close and it was i love the trichotomy of control you got to realize whatever is happening you got there's three possible categories you can fall into you can either have no control over it in which case don't stress about it don't waste any time energy mental energy on it uh there's some things that you've got complete control over which you can then focus on and then there's some things you've got a little bit of control over but not complete control over um so yeah you got to work out whatever's happening, which of those three categories does it fall into and how much time, energy, resources should you uh, apply to it. Mate, the other thing I really liked about this book was how it just sold philosophy in general. 
So it says, and I'm reading word for word here, there is a danger when you are on your deathbed, you look back and you realize you have wasted your chance of living. Instead of pursuing something genuinely valuable, you have squandered it because you allowed yourself to be distracted by the various baubles life has to offer. Mm. So philosophy is something you can use to Mm. not kind of waste your life, really. Mm. (laughs) Which is probably the worst thing you could do ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome, mate. Mate. Number one, I reckon we're on the same. We're on the same page here. Totally. Yeah. Mindset, Carol Dweck. Mm. Yeah, mate. This has come up in probably twenty five percent of every book. Yeah, twenty five of the books we read. Yeah, it's fucking huge. It's massive, and it's just it's so simple. And the the first eighty pages I read of that were probably the best eighty pages I've ever read, and so applicable to every single person in every single situation. Yeah. Um, Dragged on a little bit after that. The first 80 pages was sick. And it was just basically that idea of the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. And every person can apply it to every situation. Yeah. So the fixed mindset is believing your qualities are carved in stone and it uh, creates an urgency to prove yourself over and mm. over. It's sort of like the fixed mindset is like these are the skills and abilities I was born with and this is what I am, this is what I've got, that's it. So we use... Like public speaking again as an mm. example. So if you if you got the fixed mindset of public speaking, you're going to think it's a fixed trait and it's not learnable or anything like that. So really, you're not really going to get up there and mm. practice it just because you're too scared and you think it's not learnable. But if you're in the growth mindset, mm. you're going to get up there knowing I'm going to have things uh, issues and not going to be the best the first try and you're probably going to suck in reality <laughs> the yeah. first time. But you realize it's... In the growth mindset, everything is learnable and you, you're going to get past this yeah. stage and you're going to master things. The growth mindset just says that every skill is learnable with effort and deliberate practice. You can improve and grow and every sort of failure or setback is an opportunity to grow and improve. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so if you can cultivate that cult, cultivate that growth mindset, you're fucking onto a winner. Mate, I'm going to put it out there right now. Yeah. If you're... It might be the Johnny Blue speaker. I'll keep my word. But if you're under 15 years old and listening yeah. to this episode and you email us, I'm going to buy the book for f- oh, you yeah. for free. And yeah, yeah. If you're under 18. Up. 18? I'm going to I'll go at 18, yeah. Under 18? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Mate, it's, yeah. Mate, this is a, ab- it's huge. Yeah. It'll change your life. And if you're young, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change everything mm. for you. Yeah, yeah, lock that in. Um, the, yeah, the book was just phenomenal. And the other big distinction is where when it comes down to effort if you're in the fixed mindset you want to be an effortless success you want people to see you as this natural gifted um success so you don't want to put the effort in because putting the effort in means you have to work for it whereas in the growth mindset you realize that putting effort in allows you to become good and Mm. allows you to improve along the way mate far out what a book yeah mindset (laughs) (laughs) mate so let's talk about the best songs i don't even know how we started but at the end of each episode we do a song it started at 10 seconds made its way up to three minutes yeah. uh I, mate i think there's some people nick amped who hate the song and skip it and then there's some people who literally skip the whole episode except for the song <laughs> <laughs> so it's a love or hate sort of thing yeah 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 best songs it's kind of uh <laughs> like we we sometimes think we're rock stars, but we're clearly yeah. not. We, um, oh, we've done some good ones. If your name's Nick Amp, maybe skip the next three minutes. But um, otherwise, yeah. these are some of our favourite. I think our three top three songs, we had some bloody good ones in there, if we say so. <laughs> but I think our top three were pretty much were, uh, were in sync, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so we didn't really do any much planning. We just like went on 
just like the internet just found a tune mm. and then just like played it and then just mm. started just saying shit. Mate, some I don't know if some people think this, but they might think we've planned this whole thing and it's perfectly polished. But we literally press play, hit record, and just go for it. Yeah, and <laughs> that might be obvious. Mate, what's your number three? Mate, my <laughs> my third favorite was the game. Mate, the, there's this random chick in there. Just for that random chick, right? <laughs> the game, Neil Strauss. And then this chick, oh, yeah. this chick comes out of nowhere <laughs> in perfect timing. Um, I thought the game was a good song. Play it. The game, Neil Strauss. Select a target, approach and open, demonstrate value and bang, bang, bang. Design the obstacles, isolate the target, create an emotional connection. Grab a hand and attract her to a seductive location on an island beach. Lay Pop you that. down, baby, lay you down. Lay you down on the ground, on the sand. Pop that fine temperature. Make a physical connection. Blast that minute resistance. Don't make her feel like a slut. Get the bazooka, blast that resistance, blast that resistance. She says no blaster or what I hope to Manage expectations. The game. Penetrating the secret society of pickup artists. Stop being an average frustrated chump. He is a cunt. He is gunk. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. You need to be the partner. You need to be the partner. Open. Approach. Peacock. Neg. IOI. DHB. FTC. Everyone wants a piece of juice. Three second rule. Don't stare at girls. Because that's creepy. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds planned. <laughs> it sounds prime and perfect. Uh, mate, perfect. next, oh. yeah, I think the uh, second for both of us was probably illuminate. Mate, I just love. Mate, it was just a, like breakdown in the middle, <laughs> and you just timed it perfectly, and just to yeah. come back in. Yeah, got lucky. Should we play it? Yeah. This task was appointed to you, Frodo of the Shire. If you do not find a way, no one. Illuminate Man subquate that dissensions Illuminate Let yourself gravitate Bring back John He is great New Apple sucks New Apple sucks Not change your speech and story Ceremony symbols Ignite the movement Ignite the movement Dream, leap, fight, climb, ride Redream Beginning what is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Middle. What could be? It could be this. Mm. Yeah. End. It's the end. It's a new bliss. Uh. That's right, motherfucker. New bliss. New bliss. Oh, yeah, yeah. New, 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 new bliss. Illuminate. That's great. We'll save the number one for the very end. Should we give it? A, it was Guide to the Good Life, and mate, at, I don't know what happened, but at the end we were in sync. Yeah, we were in sync, and it just came together so yeah. nicely. Mate, absolutely rapport and stuff. 
Yeah, that was good. Um, Man, a few announcements before we finish off. Yeah, yeah. we're cooked. We've got to get out of this. We're, we're fucking cooked. Right? <laughs> we're we're what are we having? Missouri, <laughs> Johnny Blue. Johnny Blue. Fucking Bacardi, shivers. Bacardi. Shivers. <laughs> Bacardi. Jim Beam. Oh, fuck. And, yeah. mate, we've got to get some karaoke after this. Yeah, 100%. Um, First of all, we want to know more about the listeners. We've got a survey. Short, very short. Very, very short. Whatyouwillearn.com slash survey. Check it out, man. Check it out. Next. And uh, yeah, man, just next is mm. really exciting. Like, we're just looking for someone to join the team. Yeah. We need we need, a, we need someone to join the team yeah. to so help us out. Anyone out there who wants to help edit our interviews, help with our YouTube channel and other projects we have in the pipeline, just send us an email and mm. yeah, we're looking for someone to join. Podcast at whatyouwillearn.com. You get to sit in on the interviews with the big dogs. Yeah, Scott um, Pape, Janine Alice, yeah. uh, learn new skills and yeah, hang out with this when we record. Um, I guess the only other two more things before we play the final song of the season. Um, grab a couple of books. Uh, we subtly slotted in the uh, links at the end of every episode to buy the book if you're interested. Um, but we're going to be away for a month, so grab a book and read before we get back. Yeah. But most importantly, we're back on the 1st of July relaunching with seven habits of highly effective people yep. my number one book ever yeah your number number one yeah <laughs> <laughs> mate it's a bloody good book mate what's our we're relaunching with a fucking massive month what's big the, big, month, the big month power of now power of now big spirituality kind of book by eckhart Tolle. i think i said pronounce his name i think it's tolly i don't know tolly, same uh, shit. yeah uh the lane startup massive mate, that is a in terms of business books book. yeah as good as they get yeah um what else and the um think and grow rich oh think and grow rich that's i think it's one of the best selling books of all of time all, yeah it's massive yeah so yeah massive month coming up 1st of july we'll be back we'll be back with a bang with a bang yeah um it's about a bit <sighs> but yeah i don't know we're gonna i reckon i'm, I'm gonna miss these guys Who's the guys? I don't know. You. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 And whoever else is out there. Yeah. No, totally, man. Fucking, mate. Karaoke time. A yeah. guy to the good life time. It's karaoke time, baby. Thanks for listening. You. Worry about the head on a treadmill, love adaptation. Get up and just enjoy yourself. Do negative visualization. Internalize your goals. Don't rely on other people, because they're going to annoy you. Other people just have a live evolutionary programming. Don't worry about that. Just reason, baby, just reason. Oh, yeah. The guide to the good life, not the cool drive. The present is all that you own. The present is all that you own. Marcus Aurelius told us that 2,000 years ago. Listen to the man. Don't seek fame and don't seek wealth. But if you get it, then you can enjoy it. Just enjoy the insults. Be a connoisseur of the insults. What a lot of good wine. Don't let yourself get angry. That's up your dick. Look at those people buying that Rolex watch. What they gonna do with that shit? They're gonna keep 
buying a better better watch they're not gonna enjoy the shit that they do trichotomy of control there's just three things that you can do number one is the things that you got no control over number two is the things you've got complete control over number three and number three is the things that you got some control over, but not complete control over. Got to the good life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to the good life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to the good life. Yeah.